evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Midweek War! We are here to talk Impact Wrestling, Delete versus DK. I am Mad Mike. You know who I am. It's very late. We're going to try and keep this as short as possible because uh, we just spent about two hours talking to Lucha Underground co-executive producer Krista Joseph, and holy crap, he told us a lot of stuff. Um, with me, <laughs> late as ever, is our friend in the mainstream media, Matt Carlins. How are you, sir? Oh, it's late. We spoke to Krista Joseph for way too damn long. We got no answers. We got some answers. We got more questions. We have a lot more questions. We got more stupid stuff to look at and dissect. <laughs> and we're still not any closer to understanding. Fortunately, the Lucha Underground season is, has ensued. So at least we know that in less than a year, we can go back to sleep. <laughs> in 39 Whatever. more episodes, we can sleep again. In 39 more episodes. But hey, we're not here to talk about Lucha Underground. No, 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 no. no. We are here to talk about impact professional wrestling all right and and matt i'm gonna surprise you didn't hate it didn't hate it i me neither rather enjoyed it my viewing pattern with impact is once every month or so and i'm telling you it works for me every time i watch every month or so i Mm -hmm. will pop in i'll be like you know what this is this is all right they're trying new things i'm i'm digging this and, uh, you know, we want nothing but the best for Impact. So we saw some cool stuff. Yeah, I, this wasn't bad. Um, okay, so Matt, what would be your word for Impact this week? <sighs> Man. Abducted. Abducted. Okay. Okay. Um, my word for this week is... Oh... <laughs> That's okay, my, that's my word, and I will get into it. Um, Matt, what, what's your what's your good for this week? My good, um, okay, my good is the first half of the press conference segment with EC3 and Lashley, where they're doing a total UFC news conference vibe. Uh, they've got a bunch of plants out there. The, they're cutting away. The tension is building. It was nice. It was really nice until they came to blows. And then I'll get into it. Yeah. yeah. I thought the front half of that was the vibe was freaking amazing. And it was honestly better than 99% of contract signings. So yeah. No, I'm totally thing. with you on that. And, and EC3 is so good at what he does. He made that seem like a big deal. And the fact that Lashley is so nonchalant, I think that's the best word to describe it, it really helped sell EC3's intensity. I just, well, Lashley has found his voice and and has, and he's good on the mic now. I mean, maybe not in the traditional sense, but he gets it done now. It's, it's really fun to listen to him talk. And, 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 and I loved the they that Lashley made made this point about defending Impact Wrestling, and are you ready to defend Impact Wrestling against you know all enemies, you know both in wrestling and outside of wrestling, well, and that's really good. He's because and Lashley's like because I am, and you know what? Damn it, he ain't lying. He is fully equipped to defend Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this and, this and was the best promo Lashley's done. 
I'm gonna say in his TNA run. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I I don't remember one that I've enjoyed better. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Um but yeah, and then we'll get into that the second part. Uh my good my good Philippe versus Decay. I'm I'm gonna say it. The final deletion had me very tepid. Um it was interesting. I saw what they were doing. This it wasn't even a match. It wasn't a match. It was just a segment that there were kangaroos. There <laughs> Senior Benjamin was driving a forklift. There were open graves. There was a random dude filling his gas tank on the side of a highway. And Matt Matt yeah, I think we we talked about this before we went live. Yeah, we we think we know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. We think we go what's going on in Lake Hardy mm-hmm. along um, the property line. When when Jeff Hardy goes into the lake, he comes out as a former character Willow. When Abyss goes in there, we get Joseph Park speaking Spanish, asking about his hermano Abyss. Like, so, oh, thank you. Thank you, Matt Hardy. I have never said those words before in my life, but this, I mean them. Thank you, Matt Hardy. I don't know if it was your idea to bring back Joseph Park, even for the slightest of cameos. I don't know if it was Abyss's. I don't know if it was TNA's. I don't know whose idea it was, but Matt, this weird... Reek Ramsey Bolton brainchild of yours has brought Joseph Park back to my life for a split instant speaking Spanish asking about his hermano and I at that point I just sat back and I'm like dude whatever you want to do I'm down whatever yeah. you want to do it, it's like it's like when I watched the Civil War trailer and Spider-Man took Captain America's shield for those of you who know me, you know that is a big fucking deal. <laughs> That's they a had big you. deal. Yeah. You, 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 Mad Mike, you succumbed to the broken brilliance. You gave yes. it. Yep. You gave yep. it. Uh huh. Delete, 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 delete. And I, I'm, this is a complete aside. Baby Maxwell looked adorable walking. With his chubby legs. He, with his little, his little stubby legs. He looks Get in the gym, Maxel. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into that segment, I'm sure, a little bit more. Um, Matt, what was your bad this week? Um, I'm going to have a little bit of trouble figuring out. Well, I'll go with the easy one. Um, my bad will be the second half of the press conference. And there's a very <laughs> simple reason for this. They had an army. Have you ever seen... A UFC press conference where the fighters start to come to blows. What's the first thing that happens? About ten zillion people jump between them, so they stop fighting. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah, fight be- for free. Because- Don't fight for free. Remember what Paul Heyman taught us. I, I saw they brawled past security, who so stood there doing nothing. Don't let them fight. They brawled by an open apart. ambulance. It was screaming for a pull apart brawl, and they just. Let him go. And like all these people just kind of watched him fight up in the stands, just like 
And I was so disappointed. What made it so disappointing was how awesome the first half of the press conference was. And she's like, all you have to do is just this, take this one last little step, just a pull apart, guys holding back, done. But no, they had to go to break, come back to a whole nother segment of them fighting in the back. I'm like, this is not worth it. This is, this. Either that, that, either that, or you could have done something like EC3 gets pissed off and slaps Lashley in the face and Lashley just walks it off. Like something like that. With with Delete vs. Decay, show no restraint. But yeah. with that with that press conference, there needed to be an element of restraint to it. And because you still have a month to build for Bound for Glory. Like these yeah. guys are gonna touch each other at least three more times, I would assume, before Bound for Glory. And that it, it negated all the good work the first half of the press conference did. It definitely uh Undid a little bit of the good, but uh, yeah, it was too bad because it seemed like it kind of was right in itself. Yeah, and then it got written. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, what was your bad? All right, uh, my bad. The grand championship. Everything surrounding the whole grand championship thing. Um, I, I I'll I'll bullet point my issues with it. Okay, first of all, Billy Corgan is talking to JB in the back and says, I have a big announcement. Uh, JB's like, hey, you, you can tell me, though. I'm trying to get some scoops, like, which is great. Good on JB. JB, not a problem with this. But uh, Billy Corgan said, no, uh, I'm going to talk about it in the ring. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. He wants to break the news in the ring. That's okay. So we go to the ring, and Billy Corgan says there's going to be a new title. Um, and then... Matt, do you know what we get right after Right after he says there's going to be a grand championship? Which, first of all, very original name, TNA. Good job, Alex Cars. You know what we're talking about. Um, but you know what we got after he said the name of the championship? What? We got a video package kind of explaining the rules. Narrated by guess fucking who? Jeremy Borash. Jeremy Borash. I mean, this is not hard. It is not difficult. If you, if when Billy did his live segment and he made it too long and convoluted when you taped it, fine. You can do a package around it, but have Billy, have Billy throw to a video package or have Billy narrate the video package. Just have him read the same shit Jeremy Borash read. So have him sing during the video package. No, do not do that. I will turn off the show and we will turn this podcast around. This is not 1979. Damn it. This is not. So I did there. That's that's pretty good. Um, You're not watching impact tonight tonight. Um, But uh, so, okay. Let's say I forgive that because I know it's not live, so we throw that in afterwards. Let's say I forgive that part, okay? Then you have Drew Dalloway, who no one cares about anymore. He comes out and he says he should be in this thing. And then Aaron Rex, who still has not had a match in TNA. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It is and it isn't. Because right now he doesn't have a character. 
so you might as well have him wrestle. But um, but Billy Corgan says that they're both in the tournament. Uh, Drew's matches tonight. Aaron Rex will make his debut next week. Okay, fine. So basically, you're setting up for the finals to be Drew Galloway versus Aaron Rex. Thanks for the heads up on that front. Um, but then we get to the match. The first match is Drew Galloway versus Braxton Sutter. And uh, we're not introduced to the judges who are supposedly scoring this fight. Um, we don't know how they're scoring it. Uh, they say the three things they're looking for are like intensity, control of the match, and aggression. And the only thing I thought of was BattleBots. Because that's exactly what the judges on BattleBots do. Like, legitimately, that's the same thing the judges on BattleBots do. Only in BattleBots, it's a little bit easier to tell who's doing what. Um, also, a pinfall or submission can end any one of the matches, even though there's three three-minute rounds. Yep. This is way too confusing. I did not find the rules that confusing. No, but, all right, explain to me how points are scored. The same bullshit way they are in MMA. It's all just, you know what? But Judging is an inherently flawed process anyways. It's just... No, so, I know, so but... Me, I'm like, okay, they're going to throw some random numbers up there, and, you know, it'll be, it'll be okay. But, but I'm sorry, a pin shouldn't end the match. A pinch should absolutely end the match. If you're in an MMA fight and you knock somebody the F out, that match would be over. If you yes, pin somebody yes. in a if wrestling match, that someone. match is over. If you knock out someone, that should end the match. A pin should not end the match. Because, because wrestling's have... knockout. No, a knockout is wrestling's knockout. Ask Kevin, knockout. Uh, ask Kevin Owens, ask Sami Zayn if we do knockout. Oh, jeez, one time. I'm that sorry. TKO. At... Yeah. We do knockouts it, in wrestling. It, 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 um, it didn't, what is a last man standing match if not a knockout match? Yeah, well, I mean, they do do that too. But, I mean, I, I just don't think it was I, – I didn't think this, the rules were that complicated. I mean, the, okay. The, okay. as far as explaining, you know, how points are scored and things like that, or not necessarily how points are scored, but how you're, you know, winning the round, it's the same old loosey-goosey weirdo rules that you get in MMA but, too. Okay, Octagon but, control and all that. But BS. what I'm saying is, this is the first time TNA is doing this. They need to make it explicit. Once you have one or two matches, okay, I'll accept a little bit of lax, you know. But if you don't watch MMA, you have no idea what the hell is going on. You watch MMA occasionally. I watch MMA occasionally. So I... But... There are a lot of people that watch Impact that don't care about MMA. So they don't know what the rules are. When you're introducing a brand new concept that is going to, in their words, revolutionize pro wrestling, you need to explicitly state what's going on. And you need to have an announced team that is going to do that. Pope and Josh didn't even seem like they knew what was happening. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because that blends perfectly into my change. Well, hold on, hold on. I'm not done with my bullet points on what I hated about this. Oh, okay. Sorry, I only have two more. I know we want to get this done quick. Um, the first match... The first match, um, after each round, they didn't show what the points were. But they did. They did? 
I well, didn't the, see it. For, for the second match, they did. The second match, they did. The first match, they didn't. They did yeah. not have consistency within their own fucking show. That is a problem. And not to mention, those graphics can't see shit. Can't read anything those graphics said. Because they were this tiny on the screen. You can't read anything those things said. Have it be a bug on the bottom of the screen like you would do for an Iron Man match. That's all you have to do. Don't try and get cute with a little fancy sticker because there's going to be action in that part of the in that part of the camera view. Put it on the bottom so we can just see what the what the tally is. I could not read that graphic at all, and I have excellent vision. It might and, be the TV's fault. Um, yeah, even still, even still, the 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 yeah, the little graphic was a little difficult too. Yeah, I didn't even know that the graphic said who was up in points. But apparently it did. And and usually you don't get official judging at the end of every round. You get at the end of three rounds. Well, that was definitely something that was unique about this presentation as opposed to what you typically get in boxing or in, in MMA. Um, and apparently they the way they're describing it on commentary was that the wrestlers were also being made aware of where the scoring stood after each round, which is yeah. different too. But you know, I've actually, that's an improvement. So well, yeah, I don't, over, I don't mind the wrestlers knowing what the score is. That's kind of cool because yeah. then you can add some sense of urgency to it. But, and, and this is only an eight man tournament. One of these two first round matches should have gone to the judges because otherwise it just seems like, Hey, we had two wrestling matches. Like in a tournament, you know what I mean? Like one of them should have gone to the judges and one of them should have been decided by a pinfall. Yeah, because, I mean, if there's, there, there's, I mean, judges who don't know how to properly score a fight is, you know, an epidemic in yeah. other sports. And it's the perfect way to write a wrestler onto the next round who maybe necessarily wasn't the better man. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, a great storytelling like, device. Honestly, that's how Eli Drake should have won. He shouldn't have gotten a flash pin. Like, he should have been outclassed in the first round, broke even in the second, and just barely squeaked by with a judge's decision in the third. You yeah. need to have one person, like, squeak. Because, I mean, it's all booked anyway. It's not like this is legit shoot fighting, like the brawl for all. Well, I, I think my point is that, you know, judges scoring doesn't have to have any real semblance of reality because even in real life, judges frequently screw up the scoring of fights. So it's not too hard or too much of a stretch to believe that, wow, Eli Drake looked like he was getting his butt kicked for most of this fight, but the judges say he won, so, well, you know. Exactly, and and you can even <sighs> do stories with that. You can say Eli Drake paid off one of the judges. Like, I mean, you can do a whole bunch of really cool things with this, but, no, both match into in pinfall, and it just seemed like a missed opportunity. It's like, if you're going to introduce this new concept... Cool. The judges just yet. Let's well, just complain about the they're na- they're nameless and they're nameless and faceless. It's easy to corrupt them. I but know. like, if you're introducing this new concept, don't make the first two matches in the new concept and like every other wrestling match. Whenever you're trying a new concept with a wrestling match, you kind of have to, especially something that's this drastic. You kind of have to re-educate the audience on what the psychology of this match is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like a two out of three false match kind of a vibe. You have to play that kind of thing, you know. You know, 
heel gets up. Babyface comes back. Does he get the third fall? You know, that, and that's honestly, the first match, the first match with Drew and Braxton, they did that really well because Drew was pissed off. He came out like a house of fire, and he dominated Braxton in the first round. And then Braxton, he was like, "Oh, okay, this is serious," and he, you know, stepped it up and brought it back the same way. And that's why the third round, I thought that was really good. I was okay that ended with a pinfall, but Eli Drake should not be winning clean. He should be. He should be the guy that gets by on the judges' decisions. But yeah, all right. Uh, so that's that was my bad. I, again, I hope it gets better. Um, it's an interesting concept. It's definitely something newish. But uh, yeah, we'll see. And if it just ends up with Drew versus Aaron Rex at Bound for Glory, again, seems like a missed opportunity to me. Like. Why wasn't Eli Drake mad that they got rid of the King of the Mountain title? He should be mad. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Um, so, Matt, what will be your change? Um, well, you know, I love to harp on the announced teams. So, um, Josh and the Pope just need to just pump the brakes just a little bit on the scoring during these matches. It, it felt like every every – 10 seconds, Josh has turned to the Pope going, who do you think has the most points in this round? Who do you think is winning this round, Pope? Pope's like, well, Daddy, I don't, I don't, you know, I think he's showing a lot of ring control. You know, you're forcing the Pope into an uncomfortable situation by forcing him to find multiple ways to explain the same thing I, dozens and dozens of times within the span of, well, how long? Three Nine minutes? Three minutes per round. That, that might be why I had such an issue with it, because they kept pressing the issue of how you score points. That might, just that might be why I had such an issue with it. Just treat it like a fight. It, don't turn it into a chess match, even though it kind of is. Yeah. But the game of human chess, as someone would say. And, um, yeah, they just kept hammering and hammering. Who's winning the, you know. Eli Drake's had him in a headlock for 15 seconds. Who do you think has the most points right now? You know? <laughs> anyway, Mike, what'd yeah. you do? Um, my change this week, um, I, I want to say just the knockouts division. But, I mean, I don't know. There, you had Dixie come out and say Maria doesn't have any control of the knockouts division anymore, which... Why she had it in the first place, why that was even a thing to be had, is beyond me. Like, Dixie can just strip her of the belt. Like, that's a thing she can do. Because Maria very... like And, and, and Matt, I have a question for you. I'll um, try. Now, if, if Maria's whole big plan was to get the Knockouts Championship... That was her, that was her end game, okay. What would have happened if Allie didn't win that belt? Like, the, literally, the only way her plan works is if Allie somehow miraculously, the only person she can bully in that division, wins that belt. Like, if Sienna won that six pack challenge or whatever it was, there's no way Sienna would have laid down for Maria. There's no way at all. Mm-hmm. So the the entire premise of everything that's happened in the knockout division is flawed. That said, 
Allie is the biggest baby face on Impact. Period. Period. End of story. The only one who can rival her is Maxwell, and that is because he is a legitimate baby with a face. That's true. Yes. Uh, if if the whole goal of this whole thing was to turn Allie face, well done. Mission accomplished. She is over as sin. Now you have to do something with it, and it doesn't look like they're going to, but if they did all of that work for no kind of payoff, then that's really unfortunate. Agreed. Yeah. All right, uh, so, Matt, do you want to talk about Delete vs. Decay a little bit more? I would like to say that, uh, first of all, prayers for Vanguard 1. Prayers for Senior Benjamin. Yes. And um, I want to just run down a list of every entity that Matt Hardy has gotten over Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. while while the industry leaders struggle to get their top baby faces over. I want to run down the list of entities that Matt Hardy has gotten over by himself. Yes. Um, Matt Hardy, Rebby, his baby Maxwell, the gardener, Senior Benjamin, a dilapidated boat, Vanguard One, um, a lake. Mm-hmm. Um, a giraffe, a, a giraffe a, that, inha- that embodied the spirit of George Washington. A giraffe, a kangaroo. Oh, by the way, that kangaroo? Oh, who was the boxer? Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis, yes. No, Smoking Joe Frazier. Smoking Joe, I'm sorry. Smoking Joe Frazier. Um, there was also uh, birds that were the bucks of the youth. Matt, Nick and Matt. <laughs> nice shout out. Nice. I, the spot monkeys? Did you see the spot monkeys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Don't. All right. That, 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 Did I miss that? that? Yeah, no, no. You're right. But the spot monkeys, don't name them after your X Division guys. Come on. Don't do that. Not You're true. No, because Matt and Jeff are supposed to be the faces in this. In theory. Don't bury your X Division. Don't do that. Yep. Don't do that. Like, you know what? Bury guys from the past. Like, say that's this is Lapaka. This is Hooventude. <laughs> this is Cyclope. Like <laughs> Naming like, him after third-rate WCW cruiserweights would have been fantastic. I this know. is Silver King. Yeah, um, <laughs> Silver King. I want a Matt. I want a spot monkey named Silver King. Everybody does. Um, like, I mean, because you didn't have to take those shots. That's unnecessary. It's un. I understand. It's also like a shout out too. That's why you throw the young bucks in there, but. Especially when DJZ just had that really awesome match last week where he won the belt and he had a really good promo afterwards. And then to call him a spot monkey the next week in probably what's going to be one of your highest viewed segments, it doesn't make your division look good. Agreed. Um, what do you think of the fact that uh, Crazy Steve has regenerating face paint? <laughs> the, this shit's getting closer and closer to Doctor Who every <clears throat> single time because at first Matt was a Cyberman saying delete. Now he's saying we must exterminate them, so he's a fucking Dalek. And now Crazy Steve has regenerative face paint. I expected him to go like this when he did, which he was kind of in the pool. So he did do that. (laughs) We're getting closer to Doctor Who. And you know what? If Impact wants to merge with Doctor Who, I'm okay with that. Especially if the Doctor is like Dr. Stevie Richards. What's the worst that could happen? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. 
I salute Impact for taking wild and insane chances and pushing the art of televised professional wrestling forward, kicking and screaming into the future. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a brighter future, but we'll find out together. Um, Mike, is there anything else you want to cover before we hit the delete button? Delete! 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 Um, Fucking Joseph Park came back, man. I, I know, I, I saw I it was too. so happy. I was it's so happy. Oh, who's going to go to that We didn't, we didn't mention to a gimmick. That's real cool. Yeah, we didn't mention our theory that that's how this all ends. Is that Matt gets thrown into the yes. lake and reverts? Like the the, co- the coloring in his hair is gone. He's yeah. back to V one. Shannon Moore comes out of the lake alongside of him. Yeah, the lake is it's Lake Version One. It's yes. the V1 lake. You go into the lake, you revert back to a prior form. That's why Jeff Hardy turned back into Willow. That's why Abyss turned back into Joseph Park. And yes, it seems like the perfect way for this to end. Matt Hardy will get dumped into the lake and will revert back to babyface, teenage Matt Hardy holding the doors at King of the Ring. And <laughs> just remember that. I was trying to remember my earliest memory of Matt Hardy, and that's that's definitely it. Or and, um, and and if Jeff Hardy gets thrown there again, he will go back to the tie dye pants and jobbing to Scott Hall. Yeah, all that good stuff. Um, um I have a question. Yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense to me. That seems like a perfectly logical conclusion to this whole thing. I have a question though, and th- um, where's Bram? Haven't seen him. I mean, wouldn't this been perfect for, like, Bram to come back? Well, it's the middle of the night in Cameron, North Carolina. It's a little scary up there. I don't know if Bram's comfortable. Well, the last time we saw him... Oh, I forgot. You don't watch Impact Week to Week. Uh, the last time we saw Bram, uh, Rosemary took him to a barn where um, we called it the Rape Barn. Because that's what she implied happened there. And Bram wasn't being very sensitive to her feelings. And Decay showed up at the barn to beat Bram up and stuff his lifeless body into the trunk of a BMW. Okay. All right. So clearly, <laughs> clearly Bram is in the same place they're taking Senior Benjamin. Um, so I look forward to a segment where Bram and Senior Benjamin meet together in the trunk of a vehicle somewhere tied up. Okay. Oh, and we forgot to mention, someone actually got hit with Janice. That's right. It's they lethal. did it. Yep. They did it, Matt. It, it killed him. I got, I got really scared when I saw Janice just get swung into the tree. I'm like, oh no, are they just gonna keep that there the whole fucking time? Like are we like in this environment you can use that. Like that can be a thing that you use and instead we're not doing the fucking turnbuckle spot again. But yeah. they didn't. They didn't and I was very happy with that. That's good. Yeah. Now now that Janice has actually hit someone, can we please never use it again? Never ever again. Please. Let's let's retire that gimmick. Let's let's be done with it. Mike, you know as well as I do in wrestling, nothing is truly retired. Okay, the clock says it's 2 a.m. We're out of time. <laughs> yes. So, um, so Matt, where they can find us. Matt, um, well, you can find me at Mad Mike 4883 on the Twitter machine. Um, please go to our feed. 
even if you don't watch Lucha Underground, which why the fuck don't you? You should. You're watching Impact. Why don't you watch Lucha? Exactly. If you love Delete or Decay, you will love Lucha Underground. <laughs> watch our whole interview with Kristen Joseph. Listen to it on iTunes, however you get our stuff. Watch or listen to that. It was a really, really great interview. Um, he he told us a lot of stuff. He didn't tell us a lot of stuff. It's two hours of him teasing us. Yeah, it, he knows it's a two-hour cock tease. And, it is, but and, it's a lot of fun, and he does kind of point us in certain directions and things like that. So if you like the scavenger hunt aspect of Lucha Underground and you like looking for things in the background, Chris suggests several scenes, not just from the trailer, but from the first episode of season three, where it's and, suggested that you kind of see what's in the background. There are clues all over the place in Lucha Underground. You there are, like, there are clues hidden in posters, people. There yeah. are clues hidden in posters. Like, it's true. Oh, man. And they are. Like, I pulled them up during the broadcast, and I'm like, oh, my God, there it is. Like, but seriously, um, follow us on there. Follow us at Mayhem Show. Um, wasn't able to live tweet Impact this week, but I will be live tweeting it next week. Um, and for Mainstream Matt, where can they find you? At Mainstream Matt with one T. And uh, check out some of the stuff at uh, WrestlingMayhemShow.com. We've got the NXT Women's Championship potluck. Definitely, you do want to be part of this, trust me. And coming soon, the Lucha Underground Death Pool. Yeah, that's happening too. <laughs> that we are going to do that. Uh, that's going to be a real thing. All right, uh, so for Matt Carlins, for Senior Benjamin, for Vanguard One, for King oh. Maxwell, for Rebby Sky, for Broken Matt Hardy, for Brother Nero. For the dilapidated boat. For the, for the dilapidated boat, Alexander Skarsgård. For the giraffe, George Washington. For the kangaroo, smoking Joe Frazier. <laughs> for all of the menagerie zoo that Matt Hardy has. And for me, Mad Mike, this has been your mid-week one.